أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series This is Mustafa Tuna You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Today, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. We read the first two sections of this relatively lengthy treatise, which is the first treatise that Ustad Nursi wrote among his works that became the Risale-i-Nur eventually. It is about the verity of bodily resurrection and the existence of the hereafter. In this third section of the treatise that we are reading, we have truths, we have arguments that are being presented that point to the existence of uh, the hereafter and the verity of bodily, res- bodily resurrection that are beyond the metaphorical representations uh, beyond beyond the relatively imaginary arguments that were presented in the first section and of course we are past the second section which was an introduction to this third section the truths here Ustad Nursi delves into what from uh, the point of view of many scholars is the reality of existence the reality of existence, the reality that stands beyond or behind the very existence that we see and feel and observe, that we can absorb through our senses and also understand and know with our intellect, the very, very fundamental, if you will, the real reality that stands beyond all of this is the names of God. God's names. The entire realm of the created beings is a manifestation of God's names and therefore if we can understand how those names, how God's names and attributes are manifesting in this cosmos, in this physical and metaphysical reality that we are observing around us, we can also have a better sense of how it functions. And if we can understand how it functions, we can have a broader view and understanding of its aspects that remain beyond our immediate senses too. Because it is God's names that are manifesting to bring this physical existence before our eyes and if it is God's names that are manifesting to bring into existence whatever remains beyond and behind and after that too then there will be a pattern and once we decipher the code of those patterns we can have a better understanding of what is to come 
and that is what we are doing in the section of the tenth word which are about truths arguments that point to the reality of the hereafter we read the first two truths and today inshallah we will read the third one üçüncü hakikat the third truth Bab hikmet ve adalet olup ismi hakim ve adilin cilvesidir. This is the gate of wisdom and justice and it is a reflection of the names the wise or all wise and the just or all just hakim and adil. Scholars have defined hakim or hikmet as putting everything where it belongs to. Or another way to look at it, another way to think about it is being purposeful. Doing things because they serve a purpose, not doing anything that is vain, not futile. And preserving balance in existence. And adil, justice, is an extension of this. You can also think of it as uh, giving everybody its due and you can now see the connection between putting everything where it is where it, where it belongs to right so justice is giving everything or everybody its due or if there appears an imbalance there appears an inappropriateness where things are which is possible because of the intervention of of a partial human free will in this reality otherwise it is perfect if there is an inappropriateness if there is an imbalance if something is out of balance justice entails that it is it is um, put back where it belongs to wrongs are righted and Ustad Nursi continues Hiç mümkün müdür ki? is it at all possible now here we have a side note and Ustad Nursi says Hashiye side note Evet hiç mümkün müdür ki şu cümle çok tekrar ediliyor Yes Is it at all possible This sentence is repeating again and again in the treaties it, it, it shows up many times Çünkü mühim bir sırrı ifade eder Because it expresses an important secret what is that? Şöyle ki, ekser küfür ve dalalet istibaddan ileri gelir. Now, this is how. Most instances, occurrences of disbelief and misguidance arises from istibad. And we need to explain this term. I don't think that there is a perfect translation. It comes from the, the origin ba'd, which means distance. Or distant istibad to see distant i.e. to see something impossible to think that something is impossible not to see it close to close to the realm of possibility to see it away from the realm of possibility imagining things to be impossible may may be a way to think about it to, to see things removed from the realm of reason may be another way to think about it. And Ustad Nursi keeps on to, to explain what he means anyway. Yani akıldan uzak ve muhal görür inkar eder. That is, 
what did, we, what did we say? Most instances of disbelief and misguidance arise from istibad, to see away, to, to see distant, from seeing distant. That is, a person sees the existence of God, the oneness of God, the articles of faith, whatever it is out there to be believed in. A person sees that removed from reason and um, as an inconceivable assumption. Muhal, inconceivable assumption. Inkare der. And therefore the person denies it. İşte haşir sözünde katiyen gösterilmiştir ki hakiki istibad, hakiki muhaliyet ve akıldan uzaklık ve hakiki suubet hatta imtina derecesinde müşkilat küfür yolundadır ve dalaletin mesleğindedir. Now, this treatise on resurrection has definitively shown that the real istibad, the real uh, seeing distant istibad, right? It is in, or the real istibad, the real seeing distant, the real inconceivable assumption, the real removal from reason, the real difficulty, even, even, Difficulty to the extent of prevention, which means is that you think about something, if it is so easy, it is utmostly easy, that level of ease can reach a level of necessity. Something is in the realm of possibility, but if it is so easy to occur, the level of ease of this thing can reach a level of necessity that it's it is it becomes unreasonable not not to accept its occurrence conversely if something appears to be so difficult utmostly difficult its level of difficulty can reach a level at which point it becomes impossible to think of its existence there is something that prevents us that difficulty, the level of that difficulty prevents us from thinking that it can exist and therefore we have to accept its absence. So we will refer to this as prevention. Let's go to the beginning and repeat this. We had a tangent. So true istibad, true seeing distant, uh, true inconceivable assumption, through removal from reason, through difficulty, even, even a level of difficulty that reaches the level of prevention are in the path of disbelief and in, in the profession of, we can perhaps say path again, in the path of misguidance. That is, some people do not believe or they're agnostics, they, they cannot bring themselves to believe they are in between and so on and so forth. They are misguided, they cannot find guidance. Oftentimes, the reason for this is for them not to be able to see the articles of faith, the path of belief, as easy, as close to reason, and so on and so forth. Ustad Nursi is showing in this treatise that that is not the case. The path of disbelief and misguidance, especially here the focus is with regard to the existence of the hereafter and bodily resurrection, 
that is what is impossible and and removed from reason and difficult to believe so difficult that it that reaches at the level of prevention ve hakiki imkan ve hakiki makuliyet hatta vücub derecesinde suhulet iman yolundadır ve İslamiyet caddesindedir and when we look at this from the other side true possibility facility and rationality and true possibility and through rationality to the extent that that that that is its ease reaches the level of necessity is in the path of faith and the highway of islam so in short belief faith is easy easy to believe the the teachings of islam are easy to believe and this belief denying those teachings is difficult for the reason for the intellect from the point of view of rational argumentation from the point of view of what makes sense el hasıl ehli felsefe istibad ile inkara gider to you know sum this up the people of philosophy go to denial because of istibad because they see whatever is suggested to them in in the teachings of islam as distant away removed uh, from from understanding from from reason onuncu söz istibad hangi tarafta olduğunu o tabir ile gösterir the tenth word shows where istibad is with that expression the expression of is it at all possible onların ağızlarına bir şamar vurur it deals a blow on their mouths i.e. It, it stops them from saying what they are able to say it stops them on their path and and prevents them from continuing their false argumentation so is it at all possible that zerrelerden güneşlere kadar cereyan eden hikmet ve intizam adalet ve mizanla rububiyetin saltanatını gösteren zat-ı zülcelal rububiyetin cenahı himayesine iltica eden ve hikmet ve adalete iman ve ubudiyetle tevfik hareket eden müminleri taltif etmesin ve o hikmet ve adalete küfür ve tuhyan ile isyan eden edepsizleri tedip etmesin is it at all possible that the zat-ı zülcelal the one of majesty god who is majestic who shows the royal power of his lordship with a wisdom and orderliness with justice and proportionality that that is effective from the atoms to the suns or stars everywhere from the tiniest things to the biggest most massive things we see wisdom orderliness justice and proportionality and this shows his royal power god's royal power is it pos- is it at all possible that god who shows his royal power in this way with wisdom and proportionality and orderliness and justice will not provide his favors to the believers who take refuge in the protection of his lordship and in his wisdom and justice with worshipful slavehood and by 
by obeying his orders, commands. So those believers who take refuge in him, in his protection, in his wisdom, in his justice, in a state of worshipful slavehood and by following his commands with perfect obedience, is at all possible that he will not bestow upon them. He will not bestow his favors upon them. And is it at all possible that he will not discipline those insolent ones who deny his wisdom and justice and who rebel against him? Is that all possible? There's a royal power. It is absolute. How do we know? We know when we look around. This is what we do in the tenth word. We use the signs in the creation to understand our Lord's um, acts and conducts. And once we understand that, then we think about what this conduct entails about what is to come. We look around and we see wisdom, orderliness, justice, and proportionality. And in them, we see that he has absolute royal power because this much wisdom, this much order, this much proportionality, this much everything is where it belongs to. And when somebody tries to intervene and make right strong, it is made right again. There is no despot that has lived forever. Thing is Hunter Ided. We have a story in which he invites a Taoist master from all the way from Eastern China when he's in Bukhara to come visit him because he wants to ask him uh, about the potion of elixir of life. He wants to find something that's going to give him eternal life. The master says, I don't have it. And nobody has it. Even the worst oppressors, although they appear to uh, have a free hand, they die. And even their remnants disappear. Even their graves disappear by time. So there is perfect order, justice, proportionality, and wisdom that we see in a, is, is effective in the creation. From that, we understand that there is an absolutely powerful and majestic royal power that is, that is enabling all of these. And then when we think about royal power, it would not be possible for the possessor of such royal power to not bestow upon those who, who admit his power, who respect him, who serve him, who follow his commands and who love him and who want to come close to him, who show their worshipful slavehood to him. And it doesn't make sense for him to just give a free hand, to just give a pass to those who deny his existence and who rebel against him in an insolent manner. That is not what we understand from royal power. So if there is royal power that is visible through the wisdom and justice and proportionality and orderliness, that royal power is going to discipline those who rebel against him and going to, going to reward those. Who are obedient to him. Halbuki bu muvakkat dünyada o hikmet, o adalete layık binden biri insanda icra edilmiyor, tehir ediliyor. Now, that said, when we look around in this temporary world, not even one in a thousandth of that wisdom and that justice is showing its effect on 
men on human beings. Now we said, you know, oppressors die, but during their lifetime, as we said before too, they are doing what they want to do. So we have to, we have to understand from this that the delivery of justice to them is being delayed. This royal power cannot not deliver justice. That is not within the realm of possibility. Thinking that, with, that that is within the realm of possibility is distant, removed from reason, does not make sense. He will deliver justice, but when? If we don't see it here, that then means that there is another place, there is another world, there is a hereafter, there is afterlife where he is going to deliver justice and put things back where they belong to. Ehli dalaletin çoğu ceza almadan, ehli hidayetinde çoğu mükafat görmeden buradan göçüp gidiyorlar. So many of those who are on the path of misguidance and many of those who are on the path of guidance are moving on from this realm, from this world. Remember we said that this temporary world is not enough to show even a thousandth of that wisdom and justice. Many of the misguided and many of the rightly guided are moving on from this world, this temporary world, if they are rightly guided without getting their rewards without seeing their rewards and if they are misguided without receiving their punishment so if they are moving on without the punishment and reward and the royal power that we see entails necessitates reward and punishment then then demek bir mahkeme-i kübraya bir saadet-i uzmaya bırakılıyor in that case this is being left to be taken care of in a um, in in a great bigger greater tribunal and the, the rewards are being left for a, a tremendous felicity to be shown to them in the future evet görünüyor ki şu alemde tasarruf eden zat nihayetsiz bir hikmetle iş görüyor yes it is seen it is witnessed that the one who disposes everything the one who is in charge of disposal in this realm is taking care of things with an endless wisdom. With endless wisdom. Ona burhan mı istersin? Do you want, would you like a demonstration for this? Her şeyde maslahat ve faydelere riayet etmesidir. So the demonstration is that in all things he preserves interest, maslahat, the the good common good and benefit in everything how this will be explained görmüyor musun ki insanda bütün aza kemikler ve damarlarda hatta bedenin hüceyratında her yerinde her cüzünde faydalar ve hikmetlerin gözetilmesi hatta bazı azası bir ağacın ne kadar meyveleri varsa o derece o uzva hikmetler ve faydalar takması gösteriyor ki nihayetsiz bir hikmet eliyle iş görülüyor. Now, do you not see that numerous wise benefits are intended in all the limbs, bones and veins of, of man, a human being, even in the cells of his brain and in every particle of his body? Do you not see that from certain limbs, 
while benefits are to be had as numerous as the fruits of a tree. Now ima imagine a tree, let's think of like an apple tree, a, an apple tree that is you know, healthy, well-sized apple tree at the time when its fruits are ripening, see how those branches are going to be descending because of the weight of the fruits and count how many fruits are there coming out of that tree. Each limb, Ustad Nursi says here, is like like that apple tree, like that fruit tree, filled with benefits. Think of our hands, how many things that, that we can do with our hands. Think of our eyes, how many things that we can do with them. We can read, but we can also discern colors and light and distance. We can discern the red color and the green color and the blue color. We can also discern the opaqueness and transparency of things. And we can discern the distance between things and how far they are from us only, only with our eyes. And the ears are likewise. Some of the, the molecules in our, in our blood are regulating so many things that the same, same molecule, the same thing in the blood is going to be functioning as the regulator of maybe 20 things, 30 things. Ustad Nursi says, do you not see this? Do you not see that everything, everything that the Lord has given to man has so many functions and serves so many purposes? And remember, that is one of the definitions of wisdom. This shows that the hand of endless wisdom is behind the scene. That is what is taking care of everything. All of this shows that matters are done in accordance with infinite wisdom. Hem her şeyin sanatında nihayet derecede intizam bulunması gösterir ki nihayetsiz bir hikmet ile iş görülüyor. And that there is endless, infinite, endless orderliness in the art, in the making of everything shows that there is endless wisdom that is doing all of this. Evet, güzel bir çiçeğin dakik programını küçücük bir tohumunda derc etmek, büyük bir ağacın sahife-i amalini, tarihçe-i hayatını, fihriste-i cihazatını küçücük bir çekirdekte manevi kader kalemiyle yazmak, nihayetsiz bir hikmet kalemi işlediğini gösterir. Yes, that the fine program of a beautiful flower is contained in its tiny seed. And that the page of deeds, the biography, and the list of all the instruments that are given a, to a tree. So at the, the page of deeds of a tree, what the tree is going to do throughout its lifetime, its biography, and a list of its limbs and instruments are all written with the metaphysical pen of destiny in a small seed kernel shows both of these show that the pen of endless wisdom is is functioning is writing them the program of a beautiful flower contained in that dust like seed and the biography of a tree Everything that's going to to uh, come out of the tree, the way it is going to unfold and develop, 
and the instruments the, the everything that the tree will have from its bark to its stem to its branches to its leaves to its flowers to its seeds to its fruits everything that that will give it, be given to it as its instruments are written in its seed in its kernel who wrote it it is not physically written there is a metaphysical something metaphysical going on here something uh, the, the word metaphysical may be deceptive sometimes and we talked about this before what we are trying to translate here is ma'anevi i.e something that relates to meanings the genes that are written in the seed in and of themselves they are nothing but some proteins order one after the other but there is that the, the the lining of those proteins at some point somehow translate into meaning and something comes out of it when we take a book what is a book it is letters one after the other ordered letters but we give meaning to those letters and their combinations and therefore there is something beyond the physical existence of letters that are that are contained in those letters it is communicating something so the seed is communicating something and that is written with this metaphysical so we understand metaphysical as meaning giving let's use that word now it is written with by the meaning giving pen of destiny so doesn't this show that the pen of endless wisdom is functioning behind it that a little seed a dust like seed of a flower contains the meanings of so many purposes is like a missive like a letter written to the future and when all those elements that serve the seed to bloom receive those missives they know what it means as if they know what it means and they they do what they're supposed to do so that dust like seed can turn into a beautiful handsome flower eventually so this is going to be a tangent but either those elements have the ability to read the missives that are, that are sent to them or or there is somebody in charge who knows all the missives all the meanings and all the elements and he who has power on all of them who is who is subjugating the elements to the seed who is subjugating the, the the seed to the flower who is subjugating everything so that everything can function in a way that serves billions trillions uncountable number of purposes and ultimately to the, the, the purpose of worshiping him hem her şeyin hilkatinde gayet derecede hüsnü sanat bulunması nihayet derecede hakim bir saniyin nakşı olduğunu gösterir. And also that there is utmost, utmost beauty of art in the creation of everything shows that this is the embroidery of an endlessly wise artful maker. So much embroidery, so much embellishment so so much beauty cannot be without purpose cannot be random cannot be haphazard proportionality and beauty and serving a purpose these all indicate intent and if they are serving a purpose there is one 
who means that purpose and if there is purpose that is built into everything including the beauty that we see in things that means that the one who builds that beauty in there has wisdom is wise and therefore this is the embroidery this is the intended beautiful art of an artful maker who is wise evet şu küçücük insan bedeni içinde bütün kainatın fihristesini, bütün hazaini rahmetin anahtarlarını, bütün esmalarının ayinelerini derc etmek, nihayet derecede bir hüsnü sanat içinde bir hikmeti gösterir. Yes, condensing and putting the index of the entire cosmos and the keys of the treasuries of mercy all the keys of treasuries of mercy and the mirrors of all of his names in the body of this tiny human being condensing all of that and putting in the body of this tiny human being shows shows utmost wisdom that is within utmost beauty of artistry so it's wisdom because all of this is condensed here and all of them have incredible purposes that certainly shows wisdom but condensing all of them in this tiny thing the human being now we talked about the dust like seed of a flower right human being then is like the seed of the cosmos where everything in the cosmos that that relates to its purposes the manifestation of mercy on it the mirrors of the names of god i.e the manifestation of god's names all of god's names it is all condensed in this in this tiny human being and this shows artistry craftsmanship skill capacity and also beauty because if one were to try to put everything together one would get out of that clutter messiness but human being is not cluttered. It is beautiful. Beautiful. Everything put together and that beauty is still maintained. It shows that this wisdom that brings everything together is functioning within beautiful artistry. Şimdi, hiç mümkün müdür ki? Şöyle icraat-ı rububiyete hakim bir hikmet. O rububiyetin kanadına iltica eden ve iman ile itaat edenlerin taltifini istemesin ve ebedi taltif etmesin. Now, is it at all possible that a wisdom that dominates over the execution of such lordship? What do we mean by this? The, the translation loses some of the meaning in this. What we mean is that there is a wisdom and that wisdom is able to turn into execution. It's doing things. The one who has that wisdom is also capable of showing the consequences of his wisdom in the lordship that he has over everything that shows itself in his execution. I.e. It is not just theoretical wisdom. No, it is wisdom that is accompanied by, accompanied by power. 
and domination and rule over everything, over the disposal of everything and over the, the, the act of nurturing that takes care of everything. So a wisdom like this, is it at all possible that a wisdom like this is not going to want, entail the rewarding of those who take refuge under its wing of lordship with faith and obedience? And is it all possible that it is not going to reward them in an eternal manner? Because it's easy for him. It's easy for him and he has the power and it's endless obedience, acknowledgement, taking refuge in endless wisdom and power and lordship will entail endless reward. And the endlessness of that reward necessitates its eternity. Hem adalet ve mizan ile iş gördüğüne burhan mı istersin? Now, do you want the demonstration of the fact that he disposes, he does things with justice and proportionality. We went over the, the demonstrations of what? Wisdom. And what did we say? We said orderliness, wisdom, justice, proportionality. All of these are showing his royal power, the royal power of his lordship. We went over wisdom. We witnessed wisdom in the creation around us that we can observe with our senses. Now next, we are going to go over justice and proportionality. Do you want a demonstration of justice and proportionality that is in charge? Her şeye hassas mizanlarla, mahsus ölçülerle vücut vermek, suret giydirmek, yerli yerine koymak, nihayetsiz bir adalet ve mizan ile iş görüldüğünü gösterir. That everything is given existence with sensitive uh, proportions, uh, scales, and specific measures, and they are given form in this way with sensitive measures and, and uh, specified specified measures, sensitive scales. They are given existence and given form and everything is put in its place. This shows that endless justice and proportionality is in charge in whatever we see around. So perhaps the keywords or there are many keywords, but two keywords that are new and that we, we need to focus on are sensitive scales or proportions and specific or specified measures. Now think of cooking a recipe. You are going to make a meal and you want the taste to turn out perfect in the end and you have the knowledge of what proportions of all the ingredients that you need to put in order in order to attain that perfect taste in the end and this includes the uh, the temperature at which you will cook the, the length of cooking it and so on and so forth if you have the knowledge of that and if you have all the ingredients and if you are capable of putting these ingredients together you have the necessary skills let's say to chop onion for instance then you can do it and we can then acknowledge that you have the knowledge of that and also you have the ability to do it, right? So when we look around, an apple for instance, is it not like a perfectly cooked meal? An orange, 
a beautiful orange. It's not only perfectly cooked, but also perfectly presented in a peel that preserves the taste inside and then easily peeled, right? And then they are all packaged individually inside and the amount of sugar and acidity and, and all other things, minerals that go into it, they all have perfect proportions and measures and it does not have to be a strict measure. The, the taste of one orange changes from the other one a little bit and the other one changes from this one a little bit but across all oranges unless they are spoiled of course it's preserved everything is given existence and form with sensitive scales and specified measures and everything is put in its place so these ingredients are not just you know, thrown on a table and then ex expecting the food to the meal to come into existence either the minerals and molecules that make the peel of the orange are put in the peel and the minerals and molecules that make that little the, the, that membrane a, a, around the around each of the slices are put in those membranes and the molecules that give the taste in the juice is put in the juice and this is not only for orange, only for apple. This is everywhere. Everywhere. And this shows that an endless justice and proportionality is in charge. Hem her hak sahibine istidadı nispetinde hakkını vermek. Yani vücudunun bütün levazımatını, bekasının bütün cihazatını en münasip bir tarzda vermek nihayetsiz bir adalet elini gösterir. Also that all possessors of right are given what they have a right for in accordance with their aptitudes i.e. i.e. the needs what their bodies necessitates are given to them or what their existence necessitates is given to them what their uh, the continuity of their lives necessitates in terms of the instruments are given to them in a way that is proportionate with appropriate for the continuity of their existence this shows an endless justice this too shows endless justice all possessors of right now if you were to think in absolute terms none of us possess any rights before god he is the creator and you know it's he can dispose of his creation however he wants to we cannot claim it but but he is the one who gives these to us as a right. He says, okay, I guarantee for you that the provision that you need in order to preserve your existence and continue your existence until the time that I'm going to appoint for you, at which point you will not be given anymore because that's the appointed time. But until that time, I guarantee your provision. And therefore, metaphorically, we can think about this and talk about it as a right that is possessed. So that the possessor of every right is given what they are entitled to or what they have a right for in accordance with their aptitudes, i.e. I'm hungry, I need them to, to eat, I can eat in accordance with the aptitude of my stomach as much as my stomach can take and digest and so on and so forth. In accordance with their aptitudes, that is 
whatever is necessary for their existence is given to them and all the instruments that they need in order to preserve their life is given to them in an appropriate way this shows this shows the hand of endless justice i.e again metaphorically as if there is a hand that is putting moving things remember we talked about the the meal cooking the hand is taking the salt and then taking the pepper and cutting the tomatoes and putting them in the in the pot a hand is disposing things off functioning is in charge there so that hand that hand has justice hem istidad lisanıyla ihtiyacı fıtri lisanıyla ızdırar lisanıyla sual edilen ve istenilen her şeye daimi cevap vermek nihayet derecede bir adl ve hikmeti gösteriyor. Moreover, that all that is asked for, all that is wished, all that is demanded with the tongues of, languages of, aptitude or innate need or dire circumstance, there is a response to each and every one of these demands. And that too shows justice and wisdom that reaches an infinite degree. Now we may need to go over these a little bit. I know that they are new terms and they are terms that may need to be opened up a little bit. So istidad lisanila, the tongue of aptitude. Ustad Nursi uses this word tongue or language and I'm going to use tongue most often uh, in order to refer to the meanings that we can deduce from the states of things. Let's think of this first phrase, the tongue of aptitude. So a seed, let's think about a cucumber seed. A cucumber seed has the aptitude to become a cucumber plant and then to bloom and to give cucumbers as, as its fruits. It has the aptitude for this, but this is potential capacity, right? When all the causes that God has ordained for that seed to turn into a cucumber come together, that aptitude is activated, that potential is activated and we get the cucumber, right? So the seed has the aptitude and that aptitude tells us that this seed is going to become a cucumber plant if the causes are brought together. That's the language. The seed is giving us a message. If you did not get that message, no farmer would take any seed and sow in the soil. Every farmer gets the message from the seed, hears, hears from the seed that, that it has. The seed says, I have the aptitude to become a cucumber plant the farmer hears that, the farmer takes the seed and puts it in the soil. So there is a language. There is the communication of a meaning. And the meaning that is communicated by the cucumber seed is, it is asking its Lord, God, the Lord of all the realms. It is asking God, oh God, make me into a cucumber plant. And the causes that come together in order to make it into a cucumber plant are also asking with their aptitudes. For instance, the, the water that is there is asking with its aptitude to soften the shell of the cucumber seed. Asking God, oh God, help me serve this cucumber seed 
become a cucumber plant so this is like a supplication in a sense this is a supplication and a supplication that is made with the tongue of aptitude is always answered now always accepted and always answered are two different things sometimes the cucumber seed may start developing and, and shooting and so on and so forth but there might be a drought so the cucumber's supplication is answered and most of the time it is also accepted and then another tongue that we talked about here is ihtiyaja fitri innate need innate need so in order to continue my existence for instance i need my heart to beat and this need is conveying a message it says i want to continue my existence and for this i need the heart to beat oh god please make my heart beat the tree needs water and all the minerals that are in the soil to move up through its stem to its leaves in order to live and grow that is a need for the plant and with that need the tree conveys to its lord oh god help me move this water and all the minerals that it carries up my stem to my branches and from there to my leaves so that i may continue my existence and this too is always answered and the third the tongue of dire need when a need reaches the point of a dire need it is always answered again so these are three occasions when supplications these supplications and we are not talking only about human supplications right we said the cucumber seed supplicates to its lord through the tongue of its aptitude to become a cucumber plant the tree is supplicating to its lord through the tongue of its innate need to move the water up through its stem and under dire circumstances god sends his help that help may be to to save you from those circumstances by death sometimes the need the depressing and the pressure of existence becomes so hard that it reaches the level of a dire need for you to just get out of it and this is only one example of dire need there can be other examples and there are places where Stadnursi talks about this in more detail therefore I don't want to go into too, too much detail and God either sends his help by saving saving you from that situation and allowing you to continue your existence or God sends his help by taking you out of that situation and and and seizing your existence in this life in this world Şimdi hiç mümkün müdür ki böyle en küçük bir mahlukun en küçük bir hacetinin imdadına koşan bir adalet ve hikmet insan gibi en büyük bir mahlukun beka gibi en büyük bir hacetini mühmel bıraksın Now is it at all possible that a justice and wisdom that runs that comes to the rescue of such small needs from such small creatures like the cucumber seed right 
is at all possible that that justice and wisdom that takes care of everything, that the tiniest things, the most seemingly insignificant things, is at all possible that it will ignore and neglect such an important and significant and big need of such an important and great creature like human beings for everlastingness. Human beings are at the center of creation. They are important. They are very significant. And the need for everlastingness is probably one of the most important needs that they have. So the one who runs to the rescue of the tree when through its innate need, it supplicates for water to, run, to, to move up its stem, the wisdom and justice that is taking care of this, that is in effect, that's in charge behind this, can that wisdom and justice not respond to such a significant need of such an important and significant creature like the human being when it asks for everlastingness? No. No. That's not what we expect from a Lord who allows water to move up the stem of tree. En büyük istimdadını ve en büyük sualine cevapsız bıraksın. Is it all possible that that Lord is going to not respond to such a great call for rescue and such a big, great request from that creature, the human being? Rububiyetin haşmetini, ibadının hukukunu muhafaza etmekle muhafaza etmesin. Is it at all possible that that Lord is not going to maintain, preserve the sublimity of his Lordship by preserving the rights of his slaves? He has sublime Lordship. He is the nurturing master of everything and he takes care of everything and it is everywhere and this is at such a great scale that it is sublime is that all possible that he is not going to preserve the sublimity of his lordship by not preserving the rights of his slaves when they are oppressed when they are wronged is at all possible that he is not going to preserve that but we look around and that's what we see it's not preserved but that's not what we expect from him. It doesn't make sense. That means he does preserve it. It's just that we don't see how and where. It must be somewhere that we do not see. It must be somewhere that everybody goes to. Because nobody stays here. We see that they are all departing. And if this is not preserved here, it's going to be preserved wherever they are going. If they were going into non-existence, then it would not be preserved. But we know that he preserves. Then they are not going into non-existence. They are going somewhere else. Halbuki şu fani dünyada kısa bir hayat geçiren insan öyle bir adaletin hakikatine mazhar olamaz ve olamıyor. Now that said, the human being who lives a short life in this temporal world cannot be the locus of appearance for the reality of such a justice and is not being the locus of appearance for the reality of such a justice. But that's not what we expect. Again, that, that doesn't make sense. What makes sense is that, therefore, belki bir mahkemeyi kübraya bırakılıyor. Therefore, 
that means this is being left to a greater tribunal. Zira hakiki adalet adalet ister ki şu küçücük insan şu küçüklüğü nispetinde değil belki cinayetinin büyüklüğü, mahiyetinin ehemmiyeti ve vazifesinin azameti nispetinde mükafat ve mücazat görsün. Because true justice entails that this small, tiny man, human being, should not be rewarded and punished in accordance with his tininess, his smallness, but rather in accordance with the greatness of his crimes and the significance of his quiddity, what it is, and the tremendousness of his duties. The physical existence of a human being is very small. If the cosmos, the known observable cosmos, is 14 billion light years big, what is a human being in it? The world is smaller than a speck of dust, and human beings are smaller than specks of dust on the world so small but true justice entails that this small man is not going to be rewarded and punished punished in accordance with the seeming size of his body existence but rather should be rewarded and punished in accordance with the greatness of his crime the significance of his quiddity and the tremendousness of his duty Madem şu fani geçici dünya ebed için halk olunan insan hususunda öyle bir adalet ve hikmete mazhariyetten çok uzaktır. Now, since we see that this temporal, temporary world is far from being the locus of appearance for a justice and wisdom that that applies to a human being that is created for everlastingness. Since we know that. This world is not sufficient. It cannot be the locus of appearance. It cannot be where that wisdom and justice manifests in relation to human beings that are created for everlastingness. If that is the case, elbette adil olan o zat-ı celil-i zülcemalin ve hakim olan o zat-ı cemil-i zülcelalin daimi bir cehennemi ve ebedi bir cenneti bulunacaktır. In that case, of course, of course, that majestic possessor of beauty who is just and that beautiful possessor of majesty who is wise is going to have a continual lasting hell and an everlasting paradise that is the conclusion and that is the conclusion of the third truth too inshallah next time we come to the tenth word we will continue from the fourth سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر الدعوة هم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة